The deepest pain I ever felt was denying my own feelings to make everyone else feel comfortable. Nicole Lyons. This is Sincerely Yours, and I'm your host, Cece Denno. Welcome to Sincerely Yours. This is a podcast about making sense and making it through life where I provide tips and tricks and helpful suggestions along the way. At the beginning of every single podcast, we have a quotable, and I'm super excited to share that the one for this podcast was provided by a listener, and this came from Joe all the way in Australia. It's fun to find listeners from other countries, so it was super easy. She sent me an email with the quotable. And sure enough, it came on the show. So thank you, Joe. And if you would like to submit a quotable for a future episode, you can email them in. The email is sincerelyyours at writeme.com. Or you can find me all over social media. That's on Facebook or Instagram at CeceKnowsItAll or on Twitter at SincerelyCCD. And if you come and find me on social media, go ahead and send me a little note. Um, saying that you're a listener from the podcast. So then uh, it gives me uh, a little green light to accept your request or follow you back. So there we go with that out of the way. I was racking my brain and trying to figure out what I wanted to do for this episode. And I'm recording it kind of late. So you guys might get this a little late. But I was just thinking about it and thinking about it. And... I listen to a lot of commentary, so I obviously listen to a lot of podcasts, but a lot of commentary, and I have been thinking about our economy, because I'm always thinking about our economy, but I have some thoughts, and I wanted to share them with you. So first things first, I have a disclaimer. I am not an economist. I did really bad (laughs) when I took uh, econ in high school. And I just thought that it was something that I couldn't understand, that it was like over my head and way too complicated and way too complex. Now that I'm a little older and I kind of understand why I did bad in that class, I feel like economics and the economy is way more accessible and something that uh, if you want to or not, um, it is a part of our lives in a very, very big way. And I think from graduating from college in like the height of the recession, I learned a lot. Like I learned... (laughs) a lot of things like the really hard way. And uh, even though I went through like a lot of bad jobs and it was like really difficult, like financial times, like I feel like it was well worth the learning experience. And even though it was like really scary at times, I ended up coming out a better person and uh, growing from those experiences. So I feel like this is a double-edged sword because I would never want 
anyone to experience the kind of kind of crap jobs that I had, but I feel like you have to go through like a lot of learning to appreciate uh, where you are in life and and how things are. If you're like, oh, Cece, another podcast about jobs? No, this is so much more than jobs. I want to focus specifically on wages. And this must be perfect for right now because today on Twitter, I'll, and I'll share this, but I saw a chart of a breakdown in each state, the average income of what millennials make. And it was stark. It was pretty depressing. Um, like here in Massachusetts, I believe it was like 24,000. Um, and Montana may have been uh, the one with the least at 18,000. And I like thought about it and I was thinking and I was like, well, millennials technically they were born in like 97. So we still have millennials that are like 21. And so if you're thinking like, oh yeah, 21. Okay. 21 making like 30 K. Okay. But then on the other end of that, like on the higher end millennials, like a millennial would be like 37, 38. And like, uh, they might not be making high incomes to counteract or negate like those lower incomes for newer millennials. Like maybe that doesn't make sense, but, um, it was really, really stark. And, and there was a study that came out by the fed and, and you know, there's always that joke that, Oh, millennials killed that industry. Millennials have killed this industry. Um, but it's less about how they're spending and more about not having any money to spend at all. And so I'll link to that as well. But having that information, we have got to work on our wages. There are a few things that we can have in mind when we are working on our wages. So one thing that gets measured every month when the jobs reports come out, it is called the quits rate. And it is the rate that people are voluntarily quitting their job. So generally you think that if someone is going to quit their job, that they have a new job lined up or are pretty confident that they are going to find a new job relatively quickly. And the good news is, is that this rate is going up. And so when people are quitting their job, that means that uh, ideally that they can go to a new company, go to a new industry, do, do go do a new job where they're going to be compensated better for the work that they produce. And so if people are quitting their job, then that would, that would in theory mean that wages are going up. And so we have seen a very small amount of wage growth and it's actually been pretty flat ever since the recession. But within the last couple months, it has gone up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. 
and I only know this because I listen to Mark Place, and I'm sorry I don't have the specific numbers, but I want you to get into the mindset that we are thinking about, we have the confidence in ourselves that we can get a new job, get a higher paying job, and therefore it benefits more people. But if you're like, Cece, I don't understand how me getting a new job benefits other people. So the good news is if you're making more, you have more purchasing power. And that means if you're making more, then you can pay off your debts quicker or you can spend that money and it goes to fuel our economy further because we are in a consumer consumption-based driven economy. And also, if you're making more money, that means you pay more in taxes and that will have more money for your local school, your local fire department, assuming you don't live in a very rural area where you where you have to pay outside of the use of fire departments. But if you're living in a city or a suburb, that money goes directly into public services. And so if you might think, oh, I only have this one little job where I go do my thing and it's isolated, but it's really not. The good news is that you are a part of a productive society and it is contingent upon you being productive and you you know your output and the work that you produce and if you have the courage and the confidence to go out and get a new job increase those wages it's a benefit for everybody around you also for the country So there's that side of working on our wages. Uh, What I want to focus on next is I want you to be competitive. And I was helping out a friend with her resume. And when I first got her resume, I looked at it and I was, I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And I was thinking about it, thinking about it. And I realized I was like, oh, the problem here is that she's not competitive. So she has a a knowledge base. She works in a field where, in my opinion, will require a lot of learning and a lot of trial and error, a lot of dedication to this knowledge base. and, And I was surprised because so coming from insurance like you have to be licensed and you have to have a certain amount of knowledge to be proficient and do well in the job and so um, her job that she has she doesn't have the certificate and so I was doing some research and so I asked how much she was making and I did the research if she got the certificate she could make a little bit more money, you know, maybe ten or twenty thousand dollars more. And so I was thinking specifically if one thing we need to keep in mind if we are going to work on our wages and work on uh, getting those jobs 
that we need to be competitive and we need to have the tools and the skills to show that we are competitive. Last thing I wanted to touch upon is uh, while we're working on our wages, one thing that can be helpful is if we're being strategic and strategizing about what we are working on. So if you want to start a job search, you know, having your resume ready, having that uh, interview outfit ready and fits in the closet and doing your networking to be strategic and to have a strategy in place, it will give you focus and give you so much more confidence in what you're looking to do. So I know for me, like a lot of things are very lofty and very, oh, pie in the sky. And that's just sometimes how I operate. But when I really do implement a strategy and try to be really focused, it's so much fun to see the results in the end. And I know that it can be really hard to job search and, you know, to be confident in negotiating those numbers and saying that, yes, I am worth this salary. I am worth getting paid this much to do this work. And I, I think that having a plan in place and it will end up helping you in the end. <laughs> So there we go, my pen pals. I know uh, that we can all work on our wages and do great things. And I am already so impressed with you guys. Like I know that a lot of you are working so hard and already putting in the, the dedication and time that it takes to do a good job. And um if we are working on our wages and uh, I know that you guys can do it and we got to have the confidence and be strategic and have the plan in place, but I know good things are coming and all of you are so wonderful and I love to hear from you guys. So reach out. It is so much fun. And like I said, I do resumes. I have, I can give a ear to lend and listen to what you're going through, maybe give you some direction or some ideas, um, but always here for you guys. And I'm so glad that you guys are always here for me as well. Um, so with that, I look forward to next time.